Glitch Free Gaming. Hey everyone, it's another episode of Glitch Free Gaming. It's episode number 163. Hooray! Yay! 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 It worked! First time ever! 163 episodes and you did it. We did it in <laughs> sync as well. That's the good thing. And I barely even have a voice. Exactly. Yeah. Let's just let's just leave it at that. That is episode one six three. Yep, so thank you. <laughs> yeah. Job done. We'll see you next week. Um, yes, you, we missed you. Speaking of weeks and things, uh, we didn't do an episode last week. Um, real life and all that good stuff got in the way of things. Um, yes, but... is. <laughs> Which yeah. is a shame because we had a lot of stuff to talk about. Well, yeah, well, we we did. So we're we're doing an episode tonight, and uh, as you can tell, Kieran's uh, he's uh, got the largy. So we're trying to do. It's going to try and do a cut down one, but we're still going to try and pack everything that we spoke about in. Yes. So, uh, who wants to start us off? Seeing is probably the one thing that we're probably going to talk about is one thing that we all did together. So who wants to start us off? I'll go first because I've only played the, the, the one new game. Uh, I'm still quite deep in the old Madden. Um, it's It's got its teeth in it. I mean, it's not letting go. But the the one new game I have played is uh, very nicely. The girlfriend bought me This is the Police because I've been eyeing up for a while and it went on sale in Steam and she noticed. All right. So uh, I've, been, I've been playing This is the Police. I got it on Monday. No. Yes, Monday night. Uh, and downloaded it. It's only like 900 megs or something, but it's a very kind of point-and-clicky, text-based game anyway. Mm-hmm. Graphic, graphically, still very nice for what it is. Uh, so I downloaded it, and before I knew what I was doing, I think I started playing at 8, and before I knew what I was doing, it was 2 in the morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um didn't expect it to be that good. I'd watched a couple of YouTube playthroughs, found it quite interesting. Didn't expect it to uh, lose that much time to it, to be honest. So the whole premise of the game is you play as a police chief called Jack, who's nearing the end of his career. Um, you've been told by the mayor, because the mayor's not a fan of you, and you fall out with him all the time, that you have 180 days left in charge of the police now, your deputy has been found out to be corrupt and been working with, like, the local mafia, uh, a guy called Christopher Sands. So, at the start of it, the mayor tells you, you've got 180 days left, you're being replaced, you're being retired, uh, keep your nose clean, you'll be remembered as the hero, because everyone in the city loves you, because you've been the most uncorrupt police chief ever. Uh, that sounds like a setup. <laughs> yeah. Act Act Two starts. I mean, all of the stuff that's been said of so far is true. Uh, act Two starts, and you're or not Act Two. Day Two. It's seven days. So Day Two starts, and uh, your your deputy comes to you and says, "Look, uh, actually, firstly, at the end of Day One, you say to your deputy, can you put me in touch with no one illegal?" but some people who might want some favours because you're going to try and get a stash of money away for your retirement. So in that case, you're talking about maybe people who ask you to send out a couple of cops to be bouncers at a nightclub or a boxing club that asks you to send a couple of police officers down for showcase exhibition matches, things like that. 
uh, where you you know you back pocket a little bit of money, split it with your officers, and you're trying to build up your stash. Day two, he comes to you, tells you that you uh, your deputy comes to you and tells you that he's been given one option by Christopher G. Sands, and it's that's that uh, he gets out of the gets out of the city and leaves. But he puts Sands in contact with you, and you're going to be the new corrupt person at the police station to do stuff for the mafia. You're given two options. You're given you can either refuse him, which I've seen in a playthrough on YouTube doesn't end well for him or his family, or you can accept, and which I did in my playthrough to become corrupt. And from what I see, he gets away safely, as does his family. That's the first kind of big choice you have to make. Right. Uh, so each day goes by, you've got, to start with, 14 officers, 7 in each shift, and 4 detectives, 2 in each shift. And you start, and it's a map of the city, and calls come in, and like they pop up in speech bubbles, and it's like, oh, there's a, an attempted rape happening here, an attempted murder here, a robbery here, noise complaint here, and you get to send, so you get to drag and drop whatever officers you want into whichever crimes uh, through passing the crimes and detaining the people who've done wrong these officers get stat boosts and level up you could also hire from a pool of uh, basically talent pool for new officers within the first two days I managed to have four officers killed in line of duty <laughs> that was nice of you because I was sending them out to noise complaints and stuff like this person's had the TV up too loud and it freaking turns out that the guy that's got the TV up too loud is a gun toy maniac who just blasts your officer in the face. Oh, and then I hired a really like 12,000, like 1,200 stat points guy. He was like, oh, great, he's in the talent pool. I'll take him. He'll replace the dead officer. Yeah, he came to work drunk and crashed his car and died. <laughs> that's pretty <cool. laughs> Um, and then you get the you get like bigger cases like uh, mass murderers and serial killers and jewel heist and stuff, and you put detectives on that. And throughout the days, they get clues which give you pictures, which are called scenes. And you go through all the the, the interviews, and it, you can put the picture together from the interviews. So you put maybe five or six pictures, however many it is, in order, and then you crack the case. And that's how you do detective missions. Through so that's how every day goes. Like plain and simple, you lose officers, you gain officers, you'll get stuff in from City Hall, uh, and you need to try and keep them happy or not keep them happy. If you don't keep them happy, they'll cut your budget and then that means you only get you get less officers or you don't get paid as much or you yeah. won't get bonuses this year. What Paul what what does the game look like? Is it are you actually controlling somebody? Or is it just text based? Text based and picture based. Right, because it's ve this is very. It sounds very similar to a game I played and covered a good while ago called Narco Guerrera, which was about the war on drugs in Mexico. Ah, um, I can actually remember you covering that. Yeah, and so that basically it was you had a map. And again, it was pictures and text-based, and uh, you would be given the situation, then you would act on it and, and what to do. And um, 
sometimes it would be actually easier for you to legalize drugs. If you legalize drugs, then you would get money, you know, you would get money in and it would be easier to control the crime. You were always fighting the um, the corrupt cops and everything. It sounds very similar to this. Yeah. Um, so this in this, as far as I've got so far, I've, I've seen a lot further on YouTube. But I don't, also don't want to spoil the game. Right. Um, I, I don't think I'd spoil too much of it because there is different options. Mm -hmm. But uh, so the, the police chief, Jack, he's got a lot of vices, a lot of vices um, without ruining it too much. His wife's left him. There's that whole thing. Um, he's got certain addictions. He's fighting those. And you also get lovely stuff from the uh, the mayor's office, the city hall, that says that says stuff like, um, "There's been a spate of killings of uh, black people recently. Fire all the black people in your force. We don't want any officers killed." <laughs> That's nice. Uh, and if you choose not to do this, they'll cut your funding, which means you can't hire new officers. Uh... You, you can't hire new detectives. You can't send them to police academy to train them up uh you can't give your officers their bonuses in such things as like a a works barbecue to you know boost morale or things like that you you lose out through not doing what city hall wants but it's a moral choice yeah it, this is it's almost exactly like narco guerrero was uh and then the other one i've encountered so far from city hall is there's a feminist march on send officers to control it so you send officers to control it and then you piss off the chief justice because she's a woman and she's a feminist but you're given the option to city hall wants you to forcefully stop this march so it's a peaceful feminist march but city hall wants it forcefully stopped weapons and all including the SWAT team wow and if you choose not to do it they cut your funding again and if you choose to do it you piss off the chief justice, so she lets a bunch of your guys that you like, a bunch of the criminals you've caught free. Ah, uh, um, yeah. So there, there's a lot of in-depth background stuff going on for a, a simple text and picture game, uh, and there's a there's a lot of like underlying stuff there with the corruption, the the working for the mafia. If you choose to. Hint, hint. You don't get an option. <laughs> you work for them. You work for them anyway, yeah. whether you want to or not. Um, that happens within the first three days of the game. So yeah, no, I'm having really a lot of fun with it. I, I could go on and tell you so much more that happens further on in the game, but I obviously don't want to ruin it for anyone that seems yeah. interested in this. It definitely um, seems something very story heavy. Yeah, it's a very story driven game. It's very simplistic for gameplay-wise, very simplistic, but the message and the story behind it is much more... It's much heavier. Uh, it does... It bears a burden on you when you're playing it because you're making moral choices and you're going, have I made the right choice? Have I made the right choice for that person, for their safety? And, and in terms of uh, corruption in that, you can, you can choose to, if you bust up a gun like a gun sale you can choose to just put those in evidence or you can choose to sell those guns via legal channels and take the money which is putting them back on the street yeah uh you can delay the paperwork on dead officers so you're pocketing their wages 
uh, <laughs> which which I found is the most disturbing one. Uh, so I had nine guys wiped out in a mass uh, a mass brawl with a gang, delayed all their paperwork. <laughs> that means I was short nine officers for a couple of weeks, and I couldn't you, attend you, most of the crimes. But you monster! <laughs> I delayed the paperwork and took all their wages, That's so I could. So I could buy new jazz records from a vinyl player. Because this is set in the 80s. Right, and you listen to jazz, yeah. No, yeah. you're a despicable human being. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, so at the start of every day, you can pick a record out of his collection and it gets played on the, uh, put on the vinyl player and played, and that's the background music for that day. And through the money you incur through the game, you can actually flip through a music catalogue and buy new records. It's pretty good. I don't know why, but it's fun. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and you can also get a get a snitch within the force, uh, and you pay them a weekly extra on their wage, to, and they'll tell you if any of the other officers are thinking about dobbing you in for doing any illegal activities, and then you can set up a set up a crime for them to you know disappear. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's you can be as law-abiding as you want with this game, or you can be as corrupt and awful as you please. And if it does affect the story, uh, I think it does. I've seen slight differences from my playthrough to the one I watched on YouTube, so I highly recommend it. Uh, I don't think it's on sale anymore. It was on sale for ten pounds in the Halloween sale on Steam. Right. I think normally it's about 16 quid, but even at that, I would say it was worth it. Right. Yeah, we want to take a look at it. I'm glad it seems to be quite a good game. Yeah, yeah, it is really good. I highly suggest picking it up. It's something I think both you guys would enjoy. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. I sunk a good four or five hours into that the other night without realising it. All right, okay. Cool. Uh, so you've not got anything else to talk about then? Absolutely nothing. Just this is the place, unless you want to hear about the continuation of my Madden career. No, no. I think we'll, we'll move swiftly <laughs> on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kieran, what have you been up to? Um, a couple of things. I played... Well, I acquired an Xbox One as someone was getting rid of theirs. Yes. Uh, acquired acquired well bought I sent up money for it <laughs> um, I then promptly bought a shitload of games for it which was a bad idea given it was the end of the month and right before payday and you know, <laughs> not the smartest yeah. thing I've ever done um, uh-huh. but primarily what I've been playing is uh, Sunset Overdrive excellent <clears throat> which is one of the games that I wanted an Xbox One for in the first place Yes. It's a very, you know, it's one of those games that we played it at EGX back when we went a couple of years ago, and it yeah. was awesome and sold me on it. But just in general, the idea of like an open world game by Insomniac, you know, it sounds great to me in general. Yeah. Um, and as it turns out, the full game's awesome. It's, we probably talked about it back at the time when it came out, because I know you played it at the time, Mike. Um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> But it's just a really solid open world game. All the traversal stuff is really fun. 
Uh, there's lots of like bouncing off of everything, pretty much everything you can use as a bounce pad, like cars on the ground or trees or you know just anything you can use as you know a way to get higher up in the air and you can grind off of uh, power lines and stuff like that and it's it's just really good yeah um, <clears throat> and all the while you're shooting these mutants that are definitely not zombies but are also pretty much just zombies which is pretty awesome yes um yeah it was one of my favorite games of the of the year when it came out mm-hmm. um and the, the humor in it is just <coughs> it's just spot on for the world that it's in um it it balances that the the humor is is the right line of kind of corny and just you know dumb it's yeah i I found the humor a bit hit and miss in some places but for the most part it's been pretty good yeah um and overall just like the world is great like it's bright and colorful and silly everything explodes real good you've got really silly guns that are shooting records at people or uh My favorite one's actually just just, just a flame shotgun. Just a really simple flame shotgun thing, but it's just so good. It just wipes so many things out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. Um, <clears throat> it weirdly reminded me in places of like Dead Rising. Yes. Just because of the way that the the because for people who don't know the base story of the game is an energy drink company was giving out free samples of their energy, their new energy drink which they rushed to market and bribed people to get past the you know the uh, health and safety testing and stuff like that and it turns out it turns people into freakish zombie monsters um so they quarantine the city so there's all these freakish energy drink monsters running around everywhere and so- oh, sorry no, I was just going to say, so they're all me on cans of Monster, then? Pretty much, yeah, it's basically just monsters. Yeah, maybe a bit more sedate, though. Yeah. 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 We've, seen, um, we've all seen me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, it does the Dead Rising thing of, the longer you stay in one place, like, hordes of zombies are going to start showing up. And you end up having to, you know, shoot your way through crowds of them. But then, yeah. because you've got all this cool you know, traversal stuff, you just bounce off a car, grind off a railing, get out of there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm really enjoying that so far. I'm not super far in with it. I've got to <clears throat> I finish kind of the tutorial stuff near the start. I've got to the bit where you're uh, you meet a bunch of people that have hold, like a bunch of like scouts and stuff like that that have holed up inside a, a oh, Japanese right, museum. Yes. Yeah, um, and they've decided to devote themselves to the Bushido Code, even though none of them know anything about the Bushido Code. <laughs> um, they just happen to be in the museum when all this shit happened. So I've just finished helping the the rich kids, basically. Um, all just right, kind of okay, the tutorial yeah. stuff. <clears throat> and I'm trying to. Uh, the only reason I've not played more of it is that I have so many other games to play as well now, and I've been bouncing between them all. Right. Um, so I picked up. Halo 5. Nice. And haven't played it. Uh, I played the intro mission, that's it. Um, because I also picked up the Halo Master Chief collection. I thought, I'll just play through the Halo games again, and then I'll play 5. So I'm like, on the second last mission of Halo 1 now. Right. Um, nice. <clears throat> which is good. That Master Chief collection, especially because it's so cheap now, is such a good deal. Um, 
even if you're just like, especially if you're just like me and you just care about Halo for the campaigns. Like I never really got into Halo multiplayer. I liked the I liked the firefight modes and I played a decent amount of Halo Reach with you, Paul. Um You did, you did. We we got quite into Halo Reach multiplayer for a bit with the um Oh shit, what's the name of that that mode that just throws you into the completely arcadey silly modes all the time? Uh Firefight? No. No, it was the something bag. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I know what you're talking about. Like, it was the random game modes all the time. Yeah, it was just random game modes. So just be like, everyone's got rocket launchers, everyone's got rail guns, everyone's got jetpacks. Everyone's got big heads. Yeah, basically, it was that. Um, so I played a lot of that Reach, but I never... It, I knew I wouldn't be playing any of the multiplayer when I got Master Chief Collection. It was just single-player stuff I wanted it for. Like, mm-hmm. at most, maybe co-op at some point, if someone I know picks it up, but it's probably not going to happen. Um... <clears throat> But I played a lot of Halo 1, which in that is the anniversary edition that they brought out for the Xbox 360 a few years ago. Which I, I, I owned on 360, but never actually played. Right, okay. Um, but it's a very, very good version of that game. <coughs> uh, they yeah. did like, all the kind of visuals and stuff. Um, so it looks like a much more modern Halo game. Um, which I like for the most part, although... I like that you can switch the just the options or not the options. I don't know the names of the fucking buttons on the Xbox One controller. The select <laughs> button that's like two oh, bu- yeah. two squares yeah. or something. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> pressing that switches you between the old graphics and the current graphics. Oh, okay. And that's over. Yeah, and uh, I think they did the same with Halo Two because the version of Halo Two that's in. Master Chief Collection is also a, a complete remake, whereas three and four are just uh, they're just upgraded and polished yeah, them a little just, bit, didn't they? Yeah, uh... basically. Because um, neither of those ran at 1080p. In fact, uh, Halo Four didn't even run at 720. I don't think. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. I remember Halo Four not looking very good at the time, like or like having a very nice art style and theoretically really good graphics but looking really blurry and messy because it was so low resolution and stuff right um, so I do actually look forward to getting to that one at some point but so far just play through Halo 1 enjoying it a lot um, cool <clears throat> I also picked up Forza Horizon 3 oh now you're talking uh, the most expensive of the games I picked <laughs> up on my Xbox One and the one I definitely could not afford um, yeah man Forza Horizon 3 is real good you yes. drive around Australia, you get new cars, then you drive around some more, you race. I, it's just great. There's not really much if more you to buy say the ex- about it. What? If you, if you buy the new expansion, you drive around New Zealand. Oh, is that what the expansion is? That is the rumour for the next expansion, is that it's basically going to be New Zealand. Because I All saw right. there was a teaser image for the first expansion, which is going to include snow. Yeah. Oh, Really? So I assume they're doing some kind of uh, right. So is that is that included in the VIP pass? It probably will be. Probably, yes. I assume so. Cool, because I already have that. Which actually, we should talk about this. Me buying your goddamn Xbox One and the bullshit that, <laughs> like, how terrible Microsoft's oh, systems God, yeah. are for that shit. So you wiped that Xbox One before you gave it to me. That's right. Formatted yes. the hard drive, factory reset. 
yeah. gave it to me. I logged yeah. into it, went to my game collection, which should only have had Halo Master Chief collection in it, because I actually bought that like a month or two ago. Um, <clears throat> and in there was a collection of 80 games. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. I wonder if it'll let me actually play them. So I downloaded like... Uh, what did I download? I downloaded uh, like Jackbox. No, it was uh, that racing game you picked up. Oh, actually, Man- Brown. Yeah, which actually I didn't download manually. It automatically downloaded when you bought it and downloaded it on your new Xbox. Yes. So yeah. you did that. It automatically downloaded on my Xbox, which was a hassle because it only has 500 gigs and Master <laughs> Chief Collection takes up like 100 and Halo 5 takes up 91. So like it was practically full anyway. Um, and yeah, so I downloaded that, loaded it up, and it played, and I was really confused because I was like, I didn't buy this. This is clearly <laughs> Mike's. And then I thought, okay, well, maybe some weird thing is still connected to his account, so I bet when he logs in, tries to play it, it'll kick me out of the game. So we tested this, and you did that, and I could still play the game, and you could still play the game. Yeah. I mean, we were so confused. And it turns out there's a setting buried in the menus somewhere that you can set a console to your home console, which it does by default for the first Xbox One you use. Yes. So this one is automatically made, uh, being made my home console because it was the first Xbox One I'd used. But it was also yep. still Mike's home console, even though we had formatted <laughs> it. Yes, and so it's now considering itself to belong to two people. Yeah. Which is quite good for sharing games and stuff, I suppose. Not good when you have a relatively small hard drive and, you know, have already practically filled it. Because yeah. it means whenever the other person buys a game, downloads. <coughs> yeah, that's the reason I wanted to get rid of it. Yes, yeah, that was really bizarre. Um... It's a weird way of handling it. Yeah. yeah. They should just disassociate it when you factor Because your account wasn't on that system anymore. Like there was no. no way. I assumed oh, okay, is kept Mike's account on here? I'll just delete Mike's account. But my account was the only one on there. So yeah, it's. I don't know that the consoles when they work, you know, the it's fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's strange. That just technology is so. I take. The, the new Xbox that I got was um, I got the, the Xbox One S and the reason for that was because I've now uh, I upgraded the, my television a little while ago so you know why not get you know I had the opportunity to get the, the new Xbox and that yeah. means I can see the shiny new graphics and it's all running lovely in 1080p or 4k or whatever the fuck it's doing now um, which is fine lovely but see the TV the TV, you switch everything over, and um, you know everything looks nice anyway. And this, you know, the, um, you're getting the, you know, the, the graphics look shinier and they look crisper and things like that. That was fine. Um, but what I noticed, and it was this week that I did it as well, that I was having a little bit of trouble with my, my television because um, I thought there was a dead pixel, and I thought, oh no, that's all I need. But with uh, these, you know, the, the smart TVs now. They've got self-diagnostics and things like that. So it runs a diagnostic and it clears itself and the dead pixel disappears. And it says, oh, by the way, we've now set your TV to optimum settings. 
and I thought, well, I thought it was already there, but yeah. crack on. And then when I put in um, Forza Horizon, it's now running. Um, I think it's. I, I don't think it was running at 1080p before. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. So it's running. At, I don't know 4K is still at 1080p or. Uh, uh, no, 4K is not. Yes, 4K is basically four times 1080p. Ah, right. Okay. Well, that's what it's doing now. And it's that that's the first time it's done that. Yeah, it's properly upscale and it's like wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. it's it looks absolutely stunning. It, it just uh even the static the not static, the but you know those loading screens where it yeah. shows you bit uh like the landscape and you see the little jackal walking across. It is it's it's really crisp and clear now. It's like you could reach into the T V and kind of uh, give him a pet. Because uh, that game looks so good and yet like just in general, it's a really pretty game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my uh, that's on my next list of things to get is a, <laughs> a shiny 4K TV. Despite the fact that I'm refusing on purpose to buy the PS4 Pro to get the 4K resolution, because <laughs> am I fuck giving them more money than I have to when my current console will play the same games? Well, yeah. Um. Paul, well, the, the, we'll probably get into. It. Well, I may as well get into it now, but the reason what had happened was uh, I had uh, and I had some birthday money and things left over, and uh, so that was fine, and I wanted to get the new Gears of War. I wanted Gears of War 4. So yes. Gears of War 4 on on the console is going to cost you 60 quid, 50, 60 quid, or it's going to yep. cost you it's going to cost you 50, 50 quid in the shops. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I walked in, and the the deal was for three hundred and ten, I think it was, three three hundred quid, there or thereabouts, you know, yep. give or take give or take ten ten pounds. For three hundred quid, you're going to get the limited edition, a limited edition console, uh, with the the terabyte hard drive, and it's it does the 4K and all of that. You're yep. going to get Gears of War, and you're getting Battlefield One, or it, there was other games as well. I think FIFA was one of them. So you could either get the FIFA console or the Battlefield console. Yeah. That's pretty deep, and it was. It's the special. It's the they call it the early adopter super duper version or something of Battlefield. I so I think yeah. it's called that. I, I, it's not called the super duper version, but it's something like that. Super duper early adopter version or something. Yeah. Um, Mike for game naming 2016. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, it had, um, yeah, so you're getting the the advanced edition, which normally costs you, what, 60, 70 quid. Um, and you're getting a game that will cost you 50 quid anyway. So the console, that when you take that down, the price of the console is coming down. Um, it was a really good deal. Um, hopefully, yeah. hopefully Sony do that with the, the PlayStation Pro. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. To be fair... I would probably buy the Xbox One S for the 4K version and stuff like that because I don't own an Xbox One. Uh, yeah. The, my kind of point is I can't willy-nilly fling more money at Sony because I want a PS4 that's going to play the same games as this one but in a slightly higher resolution. Yeah. Um. You know what? I'm glad I did it for this one because I, I wanted the... You know, the bigger hard drive and all of that. Yeah, no, that's. Um, I don't know if I would do it again. Yeah. For my PlayStation, because well, my my first PlayStation, uh, if we remember going back a few months, 
my first PlayStation 4 died, the, the disk drive died in it. Yeah. Um, when I spoke to Sony's helpline, it was going to cost me 150 for them to repeat, to look at it, and then they would send me a bill for repairs. And yeah, so that's when I just got the, the terabyte one with the, the Lego Star Wars. Yeah. So there's no way in hell I'm buying another... Another PS4 anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, as far as the Xbox One's concerned, I'm actually waiting on their their version of the PS4 Pro, um, Project Jaguar. And they'll pro. Uh, Scorpio. 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 Jaguar is the type of CPUs uh, it uses. Yeah, that's what it is. I'd, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm probably waiting on on that. Um, just to see what that looks like. Um, before. I make a choice, and when that comes out, the, the the Xbox One S might drop in price a little more. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm gonna uh. buy a Switch. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not even gonna joke and say I'm not buying one because oh, you're totally gonna buy a Switch. No, you're yeah. totally. Given everything we know about it from the fucking three minute trailer. Yes. Sold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. um... So, did you have you bought anything else for the Xbox? For the Xbox, uh, probably no, I don't think so. I think you gave me that code that came with Gears of War Four, so I have all the Gears of War oh. games as well. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Which is also the reason my hard drive. I literally have like fifty gigs left on that hard drive. Um, <laughs> nice. Because it installed Sunset Overdrive, Halo, uh, Master Chief Collection. Uh-huh. Also, it ha- it takes up like like a hundred gigs for the fucking OS. Yes. Um, so yeah. Sunset Overdrive, Halo, Halo five, which was massive. In fact it was bigger than Master Chief Collection. Master Chief Collection has all of the Halo games in it. And Halo five is like I'm ninety one gigs and it's like what is wrong with this? What the fuck? Um <laughs> Forza Horizon three uh all of these digital except for Sunset Overdrive. Right. Uh then the first four Gears of War games all downloaded and installed on there. I didn't touch any of the Gears of War games, but I will get to them at some point. I mainly, I downloaded three initially thinking I'll probably play some Horde mode at some point. I'm sure I can encourage Paul to dust off his 360 and you to, you know, load up Gears of War 3 even though you have four get some Horde mode going, but Could I use my 360 though when you are on the Xbox One? Yes, I don't see why not. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, I believe so. At least I'll double check that. It'd be really weird if it didn't. It's the same netcode. Yeah. So we could totally get some, you know, some stuff going. But then also I was like, I'll just download them all. Fuck it. Um, and then play any of them. And then I bought (laughs) Titanfall too, but I bought that for PS4. Ah, right. Okay. Um. And. It's really good. It's um, I've only played through the first couple of missions of the campaign so far, and I haven't touched multiplayer yet, although I did play the multiplayer beta a while ago, and from what I understand, they're pretty much the same. Right, um, okay. But it's just really well made. Like It's just so fast-paced. Um, <clears throat> it does all of the stuff that like the modern Call of Duties have been trying to do, with all the wall running and you know, kind of better maneuverability in general. Um, and Call of Duty's never quite nailed it and it's part of the reason I've not really liked Call of Duty since 4 pretty much um, but Titanfall just nails all of it so you're just 
you're easily stringing together double jumps and wall runs and stuff like that and gunning people down while you're doing all this stuff and then you get a grapple hook and you're swinging around and it's just it turns into like a weird you know first person 3d platformer that you also happen to be shooting in it's like mirror's edge with guns that actually are good guns um and then also you have a giant mech suit which is pretty awesome so you get in a mech suit and you start gunning more people down um the campaign seems really well made so far it's again it's weirdly platformy there's like entire sections of the first level where you're just stringing together jumps to get through jumping puzzles which is not something you generally want from a first person shooter but they handle it so well um so it's pretty great all right cool um, i'm looking forward to diving into the multiplayer for it as well um but I just haven't had a chance yet. I only got it yesterday. Cool. But it seems good so far. Um, but that is me, I think. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I usually am. So that's me, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Cool. Uh, well, I've been I've been playing a couple of things. Um, so, yeah, like, like Kieran says, the, I'd say... Uh, upgraded the xbox and i ended up with the limited edition it's the battlefield one limited edition it's the the camel green version uh it looks quite nice it was a i had the choice between that one i could get the white one which i think was the fifa one but it had the smaller hard drive or i could get the the black one um so, you so i the went years of war one no no th- i, I man, think have that's you a... seen that one? Oh, it's ugly it's so ugly. Oh, it is horrible. Um, oh, it's so ugly. Yeah, so this one looks, you know, it's quite subtle. Um, yeah, I quite liked it. I was... <clears throat> when you said you'd got Gears of War 4 with it, I thought, oh, he's got the Gears of War one. Oh, no, I need to... <laughs> when we come visit him, I need to pretend it looks good. It's like one of those things when... It's one of those things like when, you know, you're... Uh, like when you get almost like when you get gifted something that's terrible but you're like oh man I need to pretend this is really good but like you know when someone else has got it and you're like oh man I need to pretend this looks nice because he spent a bunch of money on it and I'm buying his old one (laughs) but then actually the one you got is really nice looking yeah um, so yeah I was happy with that Um, so I got the game that I wanted which is Gears of War 4 and I ended (laughs) up with Battlefield 1 and I thought right my first thought was to either gift the code to somebody or you know failing that sell it for like 10 quid or something and somebody would snap my hand off for it and then i thought shit i've got the the console um i bet at least better try it i'll try it and if it's rubbish then you know i can sit in my high horse and say that it's crap and things so i've played a little bit of that and you know what it's I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it is actually very fucking good. Um, yeah. I never thought, you know, I stopped playing the Battlefield and Gears of War. I uh, sorry, not Gears of War, Call of Duty, and what was the other one? The Infinity War one. The that was Call of Duty, but before that oh. it was, uh, I guess, Medal of Honor. Um, yeah, Medal of Honor. Yeah, <clears throat> it was Medal of Honor. But then when Battlefield and Call of Duty kind of got big in the 360, those were kind of the two. Yeah, so I kind of fell out with them at that point because they were much of a muchness. But this is I am I am completely blown away at 
uh, the quality of it, so how it looks. Um, it is a stunning game, and then it's the whole story. So the the, the whole thing with Battlefield One, um, you everyone I think kind of knows what the the premise is anyway. It's set in uh, World War One, and there's various stories. It's told from various fronts. So you've got um, stories set in on the front lines in um, in Germany. Um, there's a there's a story set in uh, Gallipoli, so you've got the the Australians um, storming Gallipoli. You've got there's uh, the the battle set in the Italian Alps. Uh, there is also um, story told from the, the the kind of point of view from the the RAF, um, and they're flying. You're doing missions over Germany, a little bit over France, and you go back to Britain as well. Uh, there's also um, you're fighting alongside Lawrence of Arabia, so That's it's these cool. key points from history, and you're fighting in all these stunning locations, and it is really really good. Um, I have done so the the first one that you do is part of the oh God forbid for, God forgive me because I've forgotten the name. <laughs> it's the the American um, oh the Harlem Hellfires Harlem Hellfighters. Um, it starts off with them um, and it's quite brutal it, it reminds you a, a hell of a lot of uh, the first scene in um, Saving Private Ryan yeah. you know it's just pure mayhem and the game tells you what you're in right now is frontline combat you are not expected to survive mm-hmm. um, so you you know anyone us being gamers is like oh is that so we take that as a challenge yeah um and there's just i i died and i thought bugger that and i i quit out of it and went back into it again just to see if it really was you know the game does look for ways to kill you you because you can find um i found a a corner of the map uh, um and i was able to kind of everything up just you know stop people from getting that And the game finds a way to start some things um, so that you know you can. That's part of the story. That's what they want to happen. Um, so you're doing that, and then the game splits off, and it splits off into the, the areas I told you about. As you go into each area, um, you hear the the narrator's voice. He's one of the the Harlem Hellfighters, and he's telling you, you know, I'd never seen a proper airplane until I came to Europe. Um, my and any. You know, he'll tell you a little bit of a story about them, and either it's something that he's heard or something that he knew, or historical fact. And then you play this part of the story, and the story is normally uh, three or four chapters long. Um, you know, so the one about the tank is you're in a tank, and you're pushing through the front line. You get through to the front line, and then something happens, uh, and then it's a case of you're fighting for survival. You need to. Um, you're in trouble, the the Germans are coming down and you need to get word back to base that you know they need to do something. So you manage to do that um, and then it, it progresses the next part of the story and then so although the, the the Allied forces are advancing, you're still in in behind enemy lines and you need to get out. So there's a bit more for you to do then there's a bit more and eventually that that chapter concludes and it comes back there's kind of like an, uh, a world map. And you can see, you know, all parts of the, the skirmishes all over the world, and you just choose the next one. Um, and 
each chapter is possibly maybe about an hour an hour to two hours max um but it feels it feels really good um uh it feels the right the, the, the right length um i am very very impressed the uh the air combat so when you're doing the i think it's the second and the third mission is uh you're doing this you're, you're flying around the combat is just feels really good um it seems i don't know if the the teams that worked on this battlefield have worked on star wars battlefront yeah. but it seems that they've they've taken whatever was happening and they've had a look at star wars battlefront and they've just amped it up you know they've they've improved it by 200 percent um the fact that it has the story mode fantastic um that's all i've really done i this afternoon i played a little bit of the the multiplayer man the multiplayer is it's really good uh the, the whole idea that they've got so you can join in these um uh, what is it? It's like a campaign, and it's an idea that you're you're battling for the Western Front, for example. Uh-huh. And uh, so every time you do a match, you're you're competing in something, you're doing something. Um, and it's a little bit like, can you remember that mech game that uh, From Software did, Chrome Hounds? Oh yeah, yeah. So that that's the kind of idea that you know, yes, you're you're playing online and things, but you're you're working towards. Any, everything you do is building towards this this large goal mm-hmm. um, so it's got that kind of an idea about it um, and then of course there is also you know you can just jump into matches um, you can do quick matches um, pick what you want to do so I was uh, checking out the capture capture the flag stuff um, and it is it's I was dumped in the in the Alps uh, in Italy, and so what I was doing was uh, there's A, uh, A B C D E F G H. There's eight flags or eight posts that you're trying to yeah. um, capture, and there's a voice, and it tells you every time you know uh, we have captured point A, or uh, but they they don't say A, it's apples. So we have captured apples, um, but we've lost. I think it was Delta for D. We've lost Delta, and this, so this voice, uh, a little bit like a, a humanized Ortana, um, is the best way to describe it. It's a female voice, and she yeah. gives you all this information, um, and you get little, uh, like an enemy airship has pla- has landed near Apples, um, so, you know, either try and take it out or stay away, stay <laughs> stay the hell away from it. Um, I was I was very impressed. Um, I'm glad that seems to have turned out good. Like it seems like this year's been a really good year for shooters in general. Yeah. Like, you know, Battlefield One seems like it's apparently amazing. Uh, from what I've heard, the new Call of Duty's looking all right. Timefall Two is great. Doom is one of the best first-person shooters I've ever played. Overwatch. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gears of War Four, like Uncharted Three, uh, Uncharted Four even. Like, there's been just a shit ton of really good shooters this year. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I keep, every time I play it and I go back to playing this, you know, I'm not a big fan of first-person shooters. I'm, I've never been a fan of them. I've always called, you know, taking the piss out of them, called them penis games and 
things like that so it takes a very something very special to draw me into play one of those games mm. and battlefield one is it it has it and it has yeah. it in spades um i cannot believe this but it see when it comes to game of the year i'm gonna be swinging <laughs> for the fact i am i am gonna be arguing for battlefield in a number of categories and you know that is surprising yeah it's, it's, I am so surprised um, story wise they've yeah uh, I'm going to stop because I'm, I'm going to start <laughs> repeating myself but they have they've, they've done really well with it um, so if you know I think if you have an interest in history uh, particularly World War One, they, they've treated it with so much respect as well the, the stories that they're telling it, nothing is you know <sighs> It's not um, it's not far fetched or anything like that. Some of the gameplay elements, so you know, if you've got the um, if you've got the the you get hit by bullets, you know, you've got this thing where it takes your your health down to a certain point, and if you hide, uh, you regenerate. So it's a bit you could say it's a bit like um, Halo, you know, Master Chief type thing, yeah. but. Um, um, the game wouldn't work otherwise, would it? You know, you need to have that little bit of um, suspension of of disbelief. Yeah, you yeah need definitely. To, you know, um, but I mean, if it was based on, like, if it was super accurate to World War One, you would play as, you know, a thousand characters within the space of like a couple of minutes because they all keep dying. Yeah. You know, like you have to, at some point, make people a bit more survivable than the actual soldiers in World War One because that's how that war worked. Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, uh, liking it. It's really good. Um, so Gears of War, the game that I really wanted, uh, <laughs> I've put it in. And here's the even more surprising thing. It's more Gears of War. The last Gears of War I played was Gears of War 3. So good number of years ago. I put it in and it was like, ah. I, I, it's good. It looks very pretty. Um, and it was like, yeah, all right. I'll get I'll get to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? but back um, to Battlefield. So, yes, back to Battlefield. Um, which is... Very strange. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, um, <coughs> I, World of Final Fantasy. I picked that up. Um, haven't played too much of it. Um, I've played about ninety minutes of it, if I remember correctly. A uh, lot of fun. That is Final Fantasy Pokemon. Yeah, I played the demo of this and quite liked it. I didn't finish the demo though. I mean, people told me that apparently. You get stuff for finishing the demo, so I'm gonna do that. I should oh, probably right. finish that demo. Oh, uh, maybe I should uh, stop what I'm doing and play the demo then. <laughs> play the demo, finish it, replay yeah. the intro of the game again. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I can't remember what it gets you, but it gets you something. Right. Seems cool. Cool. But that game's basically Pokemon with Final Fantasy characters, right? <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, uh, you're you're walking around the world and um, 
I've I haven't played it enough to remember all the te- the you know the names of the bits and bobs. But instead of pokeballs, you've got these little crystal cubes, and uh, you. It's weird. The the system is strange. The first time you meet a new monster, so let's say you meet a cactar, um, and the first time you meet it, you get a cactar cube automatically. So what you do is you you fight it, and it's turn-based combat. So it's going back to kind of like Final Fantasy, a uh, three, four, five, you know, up to Final Fantasy nine, that turn-based combat. Yeah. You can even there's a button you can switch, and it turns back to the classic menu. It's the exact same color scheme that was used in Final Fantasy VII. So it's all fan service and everything. Yeah. Um, but so you meet this character, um, you weaken them, and then you throw this cube that you automatically got for bumping into them. If you catch him, that's fine. Uh, sometimes they may break out, you know, like a normal Pokemon. You throw a Pokeball and they'll skip it. The thing is, though, you don't have any more of these crystals or prisms or whatever they call them. Um, I'm assuming that you're going to be able to buy them in shops and things. I haven't yeah. got that far yet. Um, but so you basically get one free opportunity to catch them. Um, if you do, no problem. Um, so at least the way it's kind of been, and because normal, I think every beastie that I've bumped into, I've been able to catch one of them. And then there's, you know, uh, there's more of them that spawn up and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think the way the game is playing, you, if you turn down the settings, you probably could go through the entire world and catch at least one of everything. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, it's better for you to catch um, you know multiples of the same thing, maybe because of their abilities or their strength and things. Uh, the other main difference with Pokemon, you guys will know this as well, is where you can have the the monsters. Uh, what you do is you stack them. So you, you basically you build you build up like a human tower. Did you guys do this in the demo? Yeah. yeah. I didn't. All oh, right. You basically have like a you know a living tower. Um, so if you've got a really big beastie, they would be down at the bottom, um, and then the human is always the medium. They're always the one in the middle. Uh, uh, and to so start they with would those. be. To, yes, yeah. They would be the person riding on the beastie. And then you might have a chocobo chick on your head. Uh, what you can do as well is the certain abilities that certain beasties can learn, and they will follow you in in the world. You know, so you'll be walking. The game is about a guy and his sister that have woken up, and uh, they're traveling the world. I'm not going to go into the story, but they're traveling around the world, and you always see them on screen. You can switch to which one you lead and control doesn't make a difference it's more of an aesthetic thing so if you want yeah. the, the the sister to be you know exploring the world and she's the one you're going to have conversations with you can do that or you can you can let the brother do it um but the other thing you can do is you can have one of these beasties or a few of these beasties following walking alongside you and what they do is they kind of think of them like um taking a dog for a walk you would on the dog's not on a leash it follows you and it, it goes around has adventures with you but if it finds something in a you know it will sniff things out or point things out for you to go and search and pick up bonus items and things like that um so like fable uh yes yeah fable too it'll just run around pick up used condoms for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um 
yep i haven't spent too much time with it uh really liking it though um i think uh because i'm away this weekend i'm actually going to go and uh, visit my folks i i'm seriously considering buying the vita version of it as well so i can continue uh, so I can actually play yeah. something down there as well. I'd be interested to see how well the Vita version runs. Um, I think there's a demo for that as well, which I've been meaning to download because uh, it does seem like a kind of game I'd like to play portably because you know what? it is kind of Pokemonish. Yes, that's the other thing though is um, that you it does it's not cross buy but it's cross save. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, so I think uh, releases, unless it's an indie yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, um, so. Uh, in terms of video games, I think that's it. I've played a couple of the. I just checked out the uh, PS the the PS Plus games. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So I downloaded and played a little bit of Everyone's Gone to the Rapture. Looks very pretty. Can't really say much about it at the moment. And I played the Word game. Uh, the Word Battler game. I'm not too sure what it what it's called. I don't know. Um. But yeah. Uh. The can't really say much about those at the moment. I haven't downloaded them yet. Ah, right. Yeah, either. Cool. Um, cool. I think that's it for everything I was playing. Shall we get on to the other stuff? The main event. We should. The main event, yes. So it was. It was a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah. Yes. It was yesterday. Yeah, we had uh, a GFG gathering, and uh, we played board games. Isn't that what we always, that we always do now? <laughs> <laughs> we tend to, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so, does somebody want to talk about them or? Uh, <clears throat> I didn't do what I usually do and keep a big list of all of them. So. Right. Okay. Although I actually, okay. yeah. about it. I did make a post about it somewhere. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you right. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So we basically we we got together because I picked up some uh, some stuff for you guys in Essen as well, yep. um, and it also gave us a chance to <coughs> play some of the Sorry. the new hot games that we picked up from Essen as well. Yeah. Um. Uh. So the first game that we played was uh the card game we spoke about it on the the last podcast I was on as well was um the ancient Japanese card game uh Karuta. Yes. Yes. yes, I was terrible at this. <laughs> I was alright so, at it. My girlfriend demolishes as we kind of Oh, it. yeah, she just yeah. gave every single one of us a spanking. That was... Yeah, um, yeah that was just <laughs> horrible. Um, but, yeah, uh, so the, the game is... This is the game, if you were listening, um, or even if you weren't listening, it's a ancient game and it's been modified for the English language so it has there is 50 cards that you play with and it has excerpts from um, kind of medieval literature yeah sort of medieval and renaissance literature so you've got things like Shakespeare in there there's a Chaucer quote there'll be various other quotes from uh, famous authors and it's normally extracts from poems and what happens is there's a reader and the reader reads out these excerpts, um, but they read out an extended piece. So let's say there's a card in front of you, and it was... Um, she cut off their tails with a carving knife. Um, the reader would read out a card, and the card would say, three blind mice, three blind mice, see how they run. And then, you know, then the next line would come in. Um, 
And so the trick is if you, you know, the minute you hear three blind mice, if you can find that um, she cut off their tails, then you can grab the card. You want to grab it before anyone else. Um, so it does help if you know the poetry and yeah. you scan the cards quickly as well. Yeah, because you don't have um, to wait for them to say the actual line. Yes, yeah. Um, and we, we played this as an app that comes with the game. So if you feel like, you know, if you don't feel like being the reader, then you can get the app to do it for you. You just select the cards that you're going to use um, and then you get it to go. And off it goes. Awesome. That was good fun. I really enjoyed it. It was. It was very fun. Very, very fun. It's definitely one of those kind of light games that's good to kind of warm everyone up. That all yeah. board game days kind of need. Yes. Um, <clears throat> then after that, we played Around yes. the World in 80 Days. Yes, yeah. We did. Um, so, what did you guys make of this one? Um, I really enjoyed it. I was quite worried about it when you first brought it out because I was like, oh no, this looks like... You know, I, I'm always kind of wary of things that... <clears throat> games that have a you know, some kind of a, a track that you're going across and, you know, everyone's just trying to get the last point. Yeah. yeah which is how it works. Um, it's, it's a big circle made of a bunch of different, you know, spots and you're trying to get right around the board and be the first one to do it. And yes. also have less than £10 at the end of it. Yeah. Um, which worries me to start with and then you start playing and you're like, okay, actually, this is there's a lot of strategy to this. Um... And it self-balances very well as well. Yeah. Because, um, <coughs> like, for example, we very early had someone take a lead. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was dead last for most of the game. And then... So was I. Me and you were, like, right up at the back for almost the entire oh, yeah. game. Then I won. <laughs> and it was like... Yeah, and I was yeah. not far behind you. The only thing stopping me was I had too much money. Exactly. And then... Uh... Uh-huh. Everyone ended up like right at that last bit. So I guess we should explain how it works for people. Is you start with uh, I forget how much money. You start with a bunch of money. Eighty pounds. Eighty pounds. That makes sense. And you have a little sheet that tells you you can spend this much money to move this many spaces. And when you land on a space, there's like three or four different types of spaces that let you do things. The one everyone seemed to just be jumping between every single time was what are essentially chance cards. Which was kind of funny. Because th- there was definitely a point in that game where people stopped using the betting stages entirely. There's ones that, if you land on it and it says like a 2 or a 3, if you're in that position when it comes around to your turn again, then you get a bunch of money. But everyone seems to just be going from chance card to chance card to chance card. Which yeah. is a way to play. It worked. <laughs> um. But when you run it, so you get money for some of these, you lose money for some of these, and if you have, you don't have enough money to move, you can then, or if you just want to, you can uh, do a layover, which takes you back to the last city that you were in, which gives you a bunch of money based on how many spaces you had to move back to get there. And uh, we all ended up within this kind of block of the final city and the end point. Yes. You have to get to the end point, and to land on the end point, you have to move that exact number of spaces, which is easy because it's not like a dice roll or something, you're spending that money. But you have to have under £10 when you do it, and you have to have gotten rid of these other little tokens as well. 
Yeah. Which everyone did pretty quickly. That wasn't really much of an issue. Actually, no. One of my problems was I still had one of those tokens. Oh, did you? <laughs> after the last city. Ah. But there's everything you need in that last section, but it's just you're just trying to balance it out to get what you, you know, to get the right. Yeah, but the main problem was tactically someone had blocked me from using that square, so I couldn't get yeah. rid of the. So there's a lot of that as well. You can't land on the space that someone else has landed on. No, and uh, you can tactically block someone, which is what happened to me. I got blocked from yeah. using that last square to get rid of that token and then couldn't finish the game, or I probably would have beat you to the end. Yeah, and that's why it was kind of good for me, because everyone was kind of fighting over those last few spaces to try and get rid of some of their money at the end, and I was still like way far back. So I just spent a lot of my money to jump up in between you guys and then use the last of it to get to the last space and won. Like done, <laughs> but um, like I said, like my girlfriend was in the lead for that game for the entire game. Yes, like, yeah. She was at like three quarters of the way across the board when we were just like just reaching the quarter way mark, and we we're like, oh no! Like I think we all were like, oh, she's just won this, right? This done. But then, yeah, there's only there's a certain point where you know you run out of money and you have to start managing that. Um. Which means you just can't progress as quickly. You can spend all your money and move really quickly to start with, but you know you can't yeah. do it forever. And that's all it is. It is a money management game, and I, I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it has got that that balance <clears throat> where it doesn't, you know, it is all about strategy. Um, so, I, you know. Your girlfriend had the she the one bit that she had spot on was to get rid of the the rumor cards immediately. Yeah, and she did that, but she ended up in a situation where, um, I can't remember what. Oh, she ended up she running out of money, and then she ended up having to spend too many turns. Ahead. And basically, what you can do is you can move backwards on the board, or you can um, miss a turn, and when you miss a turn, you you know various things can happen you yeah. may need to get you may get rid of a rumor card or you may be putting money in the bank or getting money from the bank um and she she had done that one too many times and what that allowed to happen was i think i caught up with her and then ran into the exact same problems that she had so i ended up skipping missing turns as well and it allowed everyone else to basically catch up with the two of us and that was where you ended up winning yeah and also she was in particular like we were all doing it but she was the one that was jumping between the oh uh, the passport two spaces yes give you again they're basically chance cards and yes. most of them are quite positive but they're not necessarily positive towards the end of the game yes so you pick up a card that says refill your money to 80 pounds that's really useful if you're right at the start of the board that's garbage if you're in the last couple of spaces and you need to reduce your stuff to 10 pounds to win yes <laughs> so that was actually part of it was she had too much money towards the end and couldn't do anything well she could do stuff but you know she had to whittle away at that money she was basically stuck it would take her a few turns to win um, whereas I was stuck behind and you know barely kind of lugged my way across the end there um, but it's also, it just looks very nice as well like very nice artwork um, it's a very pretty game yeah yeah um yeah uh it was um 
a stunning looking game it was one of the reasons we picked it up when we were at Essen um, and it was just very surprising once we got to play it when we were there as well yeah um, I did quite like it it was one, again it was one of those games where you look at it once and you're like oh no and then you actually start playing it and you're like oh okay actually no this is there's tons of actual strategy to this yeah it was very very fun to play and actually a lot simpler than it looks on you know first time out of the box Yes, yeah, because yeah. it, it does look quite like it could be quite difficult or quite complex, rather. I still don't understand why it uses cards for money. Um, yeah, that's... It seems I, weird rather than just using tokens like everything else does. You, I think it's maybe trying to go for the aesthetic, you know, when um, back in Victorian times when it was, you know, somebody would give you five pounds and it was these big <coughs> bulky notes. That's the only thing I can think of, you know, where but they it have was. Pictures of coins on them. <laughs> yeah, that well, that's true. So I don't know. I, I it's weird. Yeah, but also uh, they feel quite good. Like I don't. It's not. I'm not complaining about it. It's just a weird decision because they actually yeah, feel quite good as cards. Yeah, it was. It was <clears> a very strange choice. Yeah. Though they are very slippy and they don't stack very well which was sending my OCD crazy because I kept trying to tidy up the bank section and there was oh, no yes. point because yeah. everyone's paws were in there and getting notes and getting change and it was like, guys, I just tidied that up. Come on, we're trying yeah. to play a game here, but that's yeah. killing me. Um, uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, after that, we played the last Friday. Yes, yeah. So this was this was the one I was I was most excited about. Um, so we spoke about this on the the last podcast as well. So this is the this is the the horror the slasher game that's very similar to Letters from Whitechapel, except instead of everyone hunting the Jack the Ripper, um, this is Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers stalking the campers mm-hmm. and killing the campers. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, so it has like various chapters and. Um, it switches itself around. So in the first chapter, the killer is going after everyone else. In the second chapter, everyone else is hunting the killer. Um, uh, in the third chapter, then it's the killer going after everyone, but he's going after. He's got one main target, and if he doesn't get them, then there's a final showdown. Um, well, that's basically it. Um, the the first chapter, I don't know how you guys felt, but the first chapter I thought was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I really liked the first chapter. Um, um, although I felt there wasn't necessarily a massive... To, <clears throat> at times it didn't feel like there was a massive amount of interaction between uh, the killer and the... Or I mean, there ended up being at some point because one of our people got killed. But... Yeah. There's so much stuff to do in that first chapter that it feels like you could actually just have the killer go off and do his own thing and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It might actually be more beneficial in the long term. Like, the killer can go off and smash all of the cabins. And they could just ignore the people and just go about and just smash things. Yeah, yeah. Um, It is, it's quite bizarre um yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, i think if, uh, the, if the killer is playing it you know like you were to to kill people 
yes. then you have this really tense situation of a bunch of campers that kind of need to all split up to be able to effectively gather things and also then get to these cabins which there's enough for one cabin each but really you can fit two people in the cabin so you only really need to open two of them so you don't really want to you know split up too much or I guess no. you need to open three if someone doesn't die um, but we you know one of our people died very quickly and then we're all like okay well we know the killer's somewhere around there so let's get the fuck out of here yeah run up to one of these cabins and hide in there and yeah and it was tense yes yeah i i thought the tension was you know it was very good yeah i, I did enjoy it <clears throat> um it was the the second round you know so everyone's going after the killer and yeah that's fine there's a little bit of tension and things like that but what it did feel like there was there was no point to it yeah it was completely it felt <clears throat> i feel like i feel this way about the game in general but i feel like at its core the last friday feels like a bunch of home rules and custom scenarios for letters from whitechapel and individually like if you played one chapter at a time they work really well yes but then when you try to play it as a full game which is kind of what it says to do Yes. It goes on too long. A bunch of the chapters don't mean anything. Like, as you were saying, this one, chapter two, is the campers are going after the killer. And we literally got to a point at the end of the game, which is not not mattering, which was kind of funny, where we thought we knew where you were. Yeah. We could catch you. But we didn't know if that was worthwhile or not, because we didn't know... We had to look at the rules for how the next chapter started, because it if the next chapter started based on because the going from chapter one to chapter two you start in the cabins that you were in at the end of chapter one and start chapter two yeah if chapter three had started the way chapter two had ended it would have started with the killer surrounded by our entire team of people and a bunch of bear traps yes or we could have caught him and as it turns out catching him does nothing yeah there's 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 no benefit to yeah, it. Yeah, there's no reason to actually want to catch him other than to end the round. No, which makes... Yeah. In my eyes, the only point of round two to it, it piss feels off like... the killer enough to make a, one of the, like, the Destined or whatever it's called. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. It just felt like... Yeah, it felt like it was, um, you know, oh, let's let's just switch round things around just for the sake of switching things around. Yeah. So, you know, I've chased you, now you get to chase me. It, um, there, you know, it should be like, if well, if they catch him, then I don't know. I don't know how you would change it yeah, to make thing, that like, better, you know? Because yeah. it, it clearly wants you to play through all of the chapters. So <clears throat> when, a, a, when a, a person dies... There are replacements for them that come in the next chapter. Yeah. A certain number of those, they will eventually die permanently, but there's just, what, three per person or something like that? So. Yeah. You're you going like... to see most of the chapters. I like that as a concept, but. Yeah, I, it all I like feels that. Very much like we 
want you to see sit through all of these chapters, but it means nothing you do in any of them individually. Actually, really matters. Yeah, it feels you know um, because I I was explaining each um, each scenario to you, and I was explaining it like it was a film because yeah. that's how it feels it's meant to be. But yeah, like like you say, it does give you that sense of well, it doesn't really matter what you do in this time as long as you survive to get through or. Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, I don't definitely. Know. It's. I love the concept of the game. Um, I'm just not a hundred percent sure that it's. You know, they, it seems that they've said right. Well, let's make a, a slasher game, based on like letters from Whitechapel because that will work. Yeah. But, yeah. And I think I think we've actually spoke about that as a concept working as well. Yeah. Um, yes, we have. And I th- but I think what they've decided this time is they've just they've implemented the theme and they've stuck to it and i think in some cases it feels like they're actually they're sacrificing gameplay to keep the theme as rigid as it is yeah yeah and again yeah. i think those individual chapters work really well like the chapter uh with the destined is really cool in concept and really fun the idea of the killer is coming to hunt down and kill this one person, and they win if so, they kill this one person, and everyone is literally throwing away their lives to kind of slow yes. down. Yeah. yeah. And that's great. I really like that. But then it feels really pointless, because then you just go into the next chapter, everyone has characters again, and you're doing something else that's kind of vaguely yeah. related, but not really. But as a self-contained would... thing, those individual chapters work as games. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Paul. I keep interrupting. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. I've I've been sitting with an idea for the last ten minutes, and I'm I'm now going to blurt it out. Uh, I would actually suggest maybe playing it with house rules. So playing chapter one and two as a, a game, right? And if if you catch the killer, that's it ended. If you don't catch the killer, then he escapes and the killer wins. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. And then possibly, if you do enjoy, as Kieran was saying, the bit where there's a destined, maybe play. Um, Maybe play chapter three and four together, and whoever's left from chapter three, if they survive, then gets to go after the killer and try and catch him in chapter four. Yeah. And again, if they catch him, fair, he dies. If not, then he escapes and he wins. I think that's... Um, playing them as Sorry. self-contained, independent games, rather than all as four uh-huh. chapters, which seems really lengthy and overly yeah. complicated and pointless at points. And I think if playing them as a full game would still work with the the key point that you said there of if you catch the killer, that should be it. The killer should be caught. Yes. Like, Lairs from Whitechapel is not afraid to go, oh, on your first move, you said arrest this space and you arrested Jack the Ripper, the game's over. It doesn't say, oh, but then Jack the Ripper gets away and then night two starts. You know, it's like, you did it, okay, it's bullshit and kind of silly and it happens, but you know, that's, that's fine. That's part of the game. You know, sometimes it doesn't go... Sometimes you have a game, you know, left from my chapel's an hour long. Sometimes it's ten minutes. And yeah, I think this game would benefit from, again, house ruling, that kind of thing, where, you know, if it's the turn for the... Uh, for the, the victims to try and catch the killer, if they catch the killer, they've caught the killer. Yeah. You know? That, yeah, it shouldn't be afraid to say, look, the game is finished at the second night. Exactly. Because when yeah. you don't do that, it means like the 
the end of that scenario was literally if they catch the killer, the person who catches the killer is the destined in the next round. If they don't catch the killer, whoever is closest to the killer at the end of the round is the destined for the next round. So actually, it would be most beneficial for people playing because it's cooperative and people are talking about from them anyway, so it doesn't really matter who the destined is because everyone's working together. It is beneficial for people to go around the map and collect all the items and stuff during that turn. In fact, those don't even carry over till next turn. So actually, no, there's nothing. This is a completely pointless turn. This is a pointless round. Yeah. Um, but it's quite fun on its own. But then when you have it as a, you know, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, I really like it in concept and I like it as individual chapters. I think there's a good game in there, but yeah, it's not amazing. Yeah. Well, it got to the point where we played the, the first three <laughs> We played the first three chapters, and it was like, "Do you want to play the next one? This is a scenario." And it was like, "Now nah, we're good." Yeah. You know, um, I think if we played it, we probably would have been sitting here saying that it was a bad game. I think so. Yeah, we'd have got bored of it. It'd be like, "Oh, we forced our way through the rest of the chapters. We did it again." Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did like the, you know, the <laughs> the, the third chapter, the the way that we played it because um, we'd killed off two of the. Because we, so we had four. The game has five people playing, but we had four people controlling them. And the end up, it was just uh, you and Ke- uh, Kieran and Paul left, and but everyone else was watching. Yeah. You know. Well, because um, that that chapter is the one where everyone is basically sacrificing themselves. So. Yeah. <clears throat> if the killer crosses over you, you get killed by the killer. If you cross yeah. over the killer, you move the killer to an adjacent space. But it means that the killer is in an adjacent space for you, so you're definitely going to die next turn. Like, there's no. The killer gets an extra move every time he kills, so there's, there's no reason for him ever to not kill you. So yeah. you are literally throwing away your life to help someone else. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah, it is a really cool concept. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, from now on when we play it, we are going to play you know right this is how it works if you catch the killer this time that's that's it it's game over yeah or maybe even playing like the chapters yeah or yeah i guess doing it as a game over but having some kind of like you know home ruled kind of legacy system and playing them as individual things yes like <clears throat> but connected in some way and be like remember yeah. last time you guys caught the killer but he's back this is the sequel Oh, yeah, 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 you could do it, like, episodic, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would work as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I think it's it's a cool concept. I think they just haven't, they've just not polished it enough, unfortunately. But uh, I, I really liked what we played of it, um, but it did have its, obviously it did have its issues. You never um, know, we might see a real revision of it at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah expansion uh, that clears some stuff up makes it a bit nicer. Yeah, there has been um, there has been reviews. The the reviews that are coming in have said pretty much what we thought. Oh, really? You know, um, yeah, it's good, but it can be a little bit bitty. Um, and I've had the exact same criticism of the the second chapter <coughs> that we had. It was like we're struggling to see the yeah, point here. Why is it there? Yeah. Well, it's uh, good to know that at least we didn't just miss something and it was 
you know, this is no. an issue everyone's having with, or not everyone, but you know, people are having with the game in general. Yeah. So, um, but that was cool. I will be sticking uh, with Letter from Whitechapel for that kind of game. And I no, I think it'd be good to play to pull it out sometimes. That definitely go back to Letters from Whitechapel as well. Yeah, definitely. You pick up Fury uh, for Dracula while it's still in yes. as well, because that's well, going away. Well, see, here's the other thing. I don't know whether I should pick that. Yeah, I don't know. I I want to just mainly no, because. Hmm? It's a bit more complicated than both uh, and letters from Whitechapel, which is not a problem. You know, yeah. I, I think we don't get around all the, the the rules and everything. Yeah. But do I do I need three games that are like that? Yeah, true. I think I would probably look into picking up personally before the last Friday. Yeah. Um, but you as know, someone who already owns two of them, I don't know why. You, I mean, you have a big collection. Collect more. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, the last the last Friday was perfect for me. It was I'd read the theme, looked up on it. It was Letters from Whitechapel, which is one of the games that we love, and it was slasher film. It was Friday yeah. the Thirteenth, and it was like, yep, yeah, that's it. I'm you don't need to sell me anymore. Um, so yeah, uh, I I still I'll still like it, but I don't think I'm going to play it as you know as intended for the whole thing at all. It will be a little bit bitty and yeah, Makes sense. I think it, it it'd probably work better that way as well. It's like right, you know how to play letters from Whitechapel. This is a bit more fun. We're in a slasher film. I'm chasing you. <clears throat> Did you like that? Do you want to do the next bit and just take it from there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, after that, I think we took a break from video from board games. We did. We played the Jackbox Party Pack Three. Yes. Um, which we both bought, which was great. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't have a list of all Jackbox Party Pack 3 games here. but We don't need to talk about them all. We just need to talk about the t-shirt one, and that's us. <laughs> I, know, I liked all of them, though. I did, yes. Uh, I did so as well, to be honest. Have you got a, have you got a list there, Kieran, or do you uh, need got, to fire got, up the... I've got a list here now. Um, so the first right. one was Quiplash 2. <clears throat> yes. Which was just more Quiplash. We've talked about it before. Yeah. Everyone gets questions. Uh, they have to write answers, and then everyone votes for their favourite answer of the two answers that pop up at a time. Yes. Yep. <coughs> um, it was very good. It's just quite flash with more things. Yes. Uh, yeah. The we... One thing they kind of added to it was the last round is a oh. comic panel that you have to fill in one of the missing speech bubbles. Yes. So it's essentially it's the the punchline. Yeah. So you have to so add a punchline to the comic. Yeah, yeah. There's a joke, and then you added the the punchline in. Yeah. Um, and I quite like that. I yeah, I I like that as well. And then what you do is, uh, the only thing was I would have changed the presentation of that, but it probably would have taken a bit more time <laughs> because what it does is it shows you the, you know, the comic, and then it shows you the speech bubble that's you know, so you can see the comic, you can see the speech bubble that's missing, and then all of it that when it comes time for the reveal if I remember correctly it shows all of the answers on the screen at the same time yeah they should show them in the comic or something yes yeah that's what I was thinking I just would have liked to have seen you know the, the comic five times or how many people are playing but yeah. what's the what's the player count on Quiplash because maybe that's why maybe because it would have been oh, tedious if you're playing with like a 12 player yeah. game or something I'm not sure yeah um, but yeah that, it was quite fresh and so what happens is uh, 
you see all the the punch lines and you decide which one you get three votes so you get like a gold silver and bronze yeah. and it's you know who you're giving the bronze to who you're giving the silver to who you're giving the the gold to uh and then you get points you know everyone gets points and it adds up and uh they go towards the final score yeah uh, <clears throat> yeah good good fun i uh, quiplash always is good fun but i uh, i thought it was a good a good update to the yeah the game anyway yeah definitely and if nothing else like even if it wasn't you know more questions always good uh, you can yeah. also add custom questions to it yourself if you want to, which is quite cool. Yes, yeah. Um, <clears throat> there were the new games. Uh, Trivia Murder Party. Yeah. <laughs> which I really enjoyed. Um, this is not kind of like when you brought out 80 Days and I was slightly worried about something from the first look of it. Yes, The tutorial yeah. of Trivia Murder Party goes, oh, so you answer trivia questions and then you play a mini game. I was like, oh no, it's a mini game. Oh fuck, it's Mario Party. Oh no. It's going to be garbage. How will mini games even work when you're using a incredibly laggy, you know, phone connection to your game? It's not going to work. Yes. Um, but it's actually perfect. It's just perfect. Um, the theme of the whole game is, uh, <clears throat> you know, this a murder. It's like a saw kind of style thing. Where a, you, a horror house, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the horror house. You've been, you know taken and you're going to be murdered if you don't answer this serial killers series of trivia questions so you answer trivia questions everyone answers the same trivia questions and anyone that gets it wrong has to take part in a mini game and the mini game the first one that we got which i think was probably the perfect one to set to explain to us how this system would work was one that just had a row of different shaped and sized uh, goblets and glasses and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. And it said, okay, I think there was three of us, of the five that were playing, I think three of us had failed the trivia question. Yes, yeah. And it said, everyone pick one of the glasses you want to drink from. One of the, you know, two of them will be poisoned because the other two people are going to poison them. Yeah. So there are two people yeah. in the room, select which ones they want to poison, and everyone else has to just try and not get the poisoned ones or you could talk to each other and try and figure out or something if you wanted but there's not much time but the whole thing is you know these little mini games are you against the people that are still in the game yes I mean you're fighting for your ability to stay in the game but it's you against the people that got the question right um, yeah and slowly piece by piece people start dying because you die if you lose a mini game and yep. yeah but you don't you're not out of the game you're not so out of the you... game yeah yeah, you you become a ghost. Yeah. So oh, what you keep answering questions. Yeah. So you still answer answer questions, um, and then you get a final shot against all the people that are um, still living. Yeah. At, at the end of the game. Well, there's um, only one person alive at the end of the game. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so. Which is um, cool. Yeah. Except if you happen to be the the second person and you randomly get killed off. So we were playing the game, and uh, it was myself and Kieran's girlfriend. Uh, we were neck and neck in the points, and we thought, oh, this is going to be the, the final. We didn't know what the final was, but we thought this is going to be fun anyway. And the guy, come, uh, the, the guy comes up, and he tells you that uh, it's time for the final round, but before we do that, we have to kill somebody. So at random, you're dead. And I got killed, and it was like, 
bugger, <clears throat> I placed it's the not, entire... To be fair, it wasn't really random, it was the person with the lowest points. But your oh, was points, it? Your points were neck and neck, was the thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it was, it was um, the second place player died. Ah, right. Either way, it's just like, we don't, want, we don't have time to do more minigames, we want to end this, because we have to keep it short. And I think that yes. was the one bet that I had a bit of iffy with, as well. Yeah, um, but the thing about the game is that it's quite well balanced because you don't have to be you know like a a mensa brain or you know completely up to date on your trivia because there is always going to be the the opportunity for you to get back at it um yeah it's um i want to say rubber banding but i don't know if that's the correct term to use Uh, yeah um but yeah it's it's fun anyway um it's not a game that you can take seriously because you will get annoyed um you know because it is so easy to die even you know you get wiped out of the round and it's not your fault um yeah but it is it's a lot of fun it's very very light yeah um yeah i enjoyed quite a bit um after that we played gaspionage Yes, which is uh, like a weird combination of um, like Price is Right and Family Fortunes. Yeah, where yes. you're trying to your the setting is like you're working for like an you know an espionage like surveillance company uh, place, and these trivia questions come up. And it's like what percentage of people <clears throat> you know have you know I'm looking at a screenshot here have what percentage of people have written on bathroom stalls some point in their lives? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. put in a percentage. <coughs> you put a percentage and guess what you think it is. Yeah. Everyone else guesses where they think it's higher or lower. Yes. After the first round, everyone gets to guess where they think it's higher or much higher, which is more than, I think it was 15% difference or something like that. Yeah, well, um, it's 15%. And or if it's lower or much lower, and you get points based on if you guess how close you were to guessing correctly, and also how close you you were if you were one of the people not guessing. You know, if you're guessing if it's higher or lower, you get points based on if you're right. Um, and it's really good. I really like that. It was a fun little thing. It was very different from what I was expecting. Yes. Yeah. Um. And. I mean, it shouldn't really be surprising at this day and age that the guys that made You Don't Know Jack know how to make good trivia games, but they they still know how to make really good trivia games as it turns out. Yeah. Um, um, <clears throat> but I really like that. Yeah, I, I like that. I think I liked it more than um, the Murder Party one. Yeah, I think I probably did as well. Um, but yeah, um, it's we'll, we'll get to the rest of the games as well, but it is a really solid pack. Yeah. Yeah, this is. I think overall, this is the my favorite of the Jackbox collections. <clears throat> like, I think it's the most consistent across the board. Although yeah. two was really good as well. Like one had a couple of games that just weren't great. Um, two is pretty good across the board. This one, I don't think there was a single game in this I didn't like. Um. Uh, but the one that would come closest, which. Whereas I don't know, it didn't go super well. It went okay. Would be faking it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> where faking it is a game where, which I should really like this because I fucking love hidden identity games. Like it's my favorite type of board game, pretty much. 
Um, but basically, um, <clears throat> you select a type of game, and they're all some kind of like physical thing. So it'll be uh, putting your hand up, pointing, making a face, or holding up uh, a number of fingers. Yeah. Then the game sends a question to everyone, <clears throat> except for one person who is the faker. Yeah. And then it waits a few seconds and then says go. And everyone has to, based on the question, it'll say things like, <clears throat> if it's the raise your hand one, it'll say, raise your hand if you have ever farted. Yeah. So everyone puts their hand up. And the faker, without knowing the question, has to put their hand up or not put their hand up and try to figure it out. Yeah. And the, <clears throat> so the, 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 the trick is, so, you know, if the people know you, then it's like, well, we know you've done that. Yeah. You know, why why did you not put your hand up? So they're asking you a question about what you've done and you still don't know what the question is. <clears throat> exactly. Um, you just got to figure yeah. out and lie. Yeah. So after that, then it quickly asks you, you need to vote on who you thought the faker is. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't come to like a majority vote on who the faker is, they get away with it. And you get three rounds to try and find the faker. You yeah. Also have to have, yeah, you have to have a majority vote is one of the main things as well. So if two people guess who the faker is, it doesn't matter. You know, every, everyone, or pretty much everyone has to say yes. It's this guy. <clears throat> so I encourage you to talk a lot. Yes. The bet for me that I, like, I thought it was pretty fun in general and we, we had fun with it. It's very silly and light and you have fun. For me, the bet that didn't really work with it it's just that you have nothing to go on before that go thing pops up yes yeah so if you're the faker you're literally going off nothing yeah there isn't there's no clue about what the t- this, yeah. the the topic is or anything like that there's no <clears throat> yeah there is no clue whatsoever so like the the game that this the games I've played, again, I play a lot of kind of board games. We've all played a lot of kind of board games that do similar things with, you know, one person being a traitor or a faker or something. The most obvious one would be the one we played later that night, which is Fake Artist Goes to New York. Yeah. And that handles it by having a theme. So only the people that are actually drawing knows what the word is, but the faker knows what the theme is. So they, they have something to work on. Yeah. This is there's nothing it's just I don't know put your hand up or don't and then lie about it afterwards oh you might have just put your hand up saying <laughs> that you I don't know have done something that is physically impossible for you to have done at some point yeah um, and it it's <clears throat> it works a bit better with the, the other modes <laughs> where things like um, sorry I think I've infected you over the microphone <laughs> Um it works well for the other modes, like the pulling faces one. I think is actually the one that works the most. Cause you just pull a random face and you can lie about it real easily. Like that's yes, that's really fun. That's really good and really easy. The one that works, putting your hand up works okay. Pointing kind of works okay because again you can blag your way past it or whatever. Um, the one that it works the least for is holding up a number. Cause yeah. it's too it's too precise. It's like <clears throat> if it's saying like. One of the questions I saw, because I watched uh, a video online of people playing it, one of the questions that comes up was, uh, what is the least ma- least number of fingers you can use to wipe your bum? What? Okay. 
But, like, if someone puts up just, like, if someone puts up none, you're like, okay, instantly they're not, they, they're, they're fake, or they don't know. But something so, some things like that, they're so precise. Yeah. Like, it's really hard to lie about it. Yeah, so I don't know. It's, but I still thought it was pretty fun in general. It was a good laugh. It was very light, very fun. Uh, and got very nice style as well. Some of the best artwork of that whole box. And the whole box has good artwork in general, but that one, so good. Um, or as we're running along, so we should probably hammer through these. Yeah. Um, yep. Sorry. And the last of the Jackbox games we played was uh, TKO, <clears throat> which I think we would all agree is probably our favorite. Oh yeah, definitely. Other maybe yes. Um, TKO is awesome. So, I uh, hope you guys don't mind that I'm explaining all these either. Um, no, no, not at all. So TKO, everyone uh, gets asked to draw three drawings I believe um, and you don't have anything to work from although you can hit a button that gives you suggestions <clears throat> and you draw three pictures then you get yeah. 30 seconds to write as many short quips you could think of that you know the kind of thing you might see on a t-shirt yes then after that everyone gets a random assortment of these images sometimes you get one you drew most of the time you get some other people's and also a random assortment of the quips and they have to make a t-shirt out of them and then they go head to head and everyone votes on what they think their favorite t-shirt is of the collection so you just yes. end up with nonsense <laughs> and it was really fun and really silly yeah um, it's complete utter you know schoolboy naughtiness oh yeah. oh yeah we ended up with lots of rude ones <clears throat> one of the more successful ones was one that was uh it was mine well, it wasn't my T-shirt, but I drew and wrote the things on it, which was the a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog, and then the text on it said "Free Rolf Harris." <laughs> yeah. it's like, great. Okay, that did really well, apparently. Um, and then one of my favorite things about it is just they've done this for most of the Jackbox games now that have your input, so like Quiplash and stuff like that. But after you finish the game, you can look at a gallery of all the the entries in that game. Yep. And they added an extra step to it for this T Fury one, uh, this TKO one, where you can hit a button and it loads up a t shirt website and you can buy a t shirt of whatever your stupid design is. Yes. So if you really wanted a free Rolf Harris t shirt with Sonic the Hedgehog on it, you, you could buy yeah. that. You could. You with Kieran's dodgy hedgehog, hedgehog drawing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it also wasn't a very good Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> it was recognisable. That's the important thing. Um, but yeah, I love that game. We played that a bunch. That was great. Yes, yeah. I mean, the t-shirt I really wanted was the Uncle Jimmy t-shirt. I mean... Oh, God, how did we get through all this without talking about Uncle Jimmy once? <laughs> <laughs> it's been done. That was the running, has... the running joke of the night. Um, anyway, then we went back to board games. We did, yes. Do you remember what board game we played next? Uh, yes, we played one of the Oink games. We did. Uh and it was called Insider. We did, which I also own a copy of now. Which yes, yeah. Because we could rip so, the second timer out of it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> Insider is another hidden role game as well. But this one's quite different. So the, the idea is that um, you are... You've, you've all played the game 20 Questions, right? 
So, so I'm yeah, answering so, for the audience. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> so th this is 20 questions. You've got uh, one person that's working as kind of the, the quiz master. So what they do is they, they there's a, the way the decks work is you turn one card over and it's got five or six, I think it's six words on it. Yeah, um, the, the top of the decks all have a number on them. So you turn over the top card and you look at the six words. The top of the next card has a number on it, and that's the word that you – that's going to be your word for this round. Yeah. So let's say the word is uh, – give you a real my... example because I have cards right here. Okay, yeah. So, like, for example, I flip over the top one, and it has the words spoon, fork, knife, chopsticks, dish, and glass on it. Yep. And then the number on the top of the deck now is a two, so the word would be fork. Right. So um, the quiz master knows that the word is fork, and what he does is then he uh, he's got everyone everyone's eyes are closed at the moment, so he can figure this out. Um, he then closes his eyes and instantly and forgets he... if they're me. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he gets the insider to open their eyes. So everyone's got a hidden role, and you're either going to be a, a common, a quiz master, or an insider. Yeah. And these are all uh, the little cardboard tokens that actually reminded me of like the the CS files ones but just a lot smaller yes yeah they did yeah um, so the insider opens his eyes and now he knows that the word that we're going for is fork yes yeah yeah um, so that's fine then everyone closes their eyes again so the insider closes his eyes and everyone opens their eyes now uh Everyone asks the quiz master questions, um, and he can only answer in 20 question style yes, no, I don't know, or irrelevant. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you would say, um, is it a man made object? Yes. Is it made from metal? Yes. Is it a gun? No. Um, and the, the questions go like this, but the thing is that. You know, there's no, there's no clue. There's no clue given to you, so you don't know what you're looking for. Except one person does. The insider knows, and what his ob the object for the insider is to try and guide everyone else to get the right answer out. But he's trying to do it inconspicuously. He's trying to give away. He's trying to not give away that he knows what the word is. Yeah. And that sounds quite easy, <clears throat> but in practice, it's quite fucking hard. Yeah, yeah, it's super hard because people will be asking questions that are completely way off base, and you're sitting there as the insider, like, I can't just, I don't know how to redirect this without instantly changing, you know, the complete line of questioning. Yes. So, like, I tried to be sort of like, one of the words that came up for us was marathon. Yes. And so we're asking, like, oh, is it you know, sports related? And I was like, is it a place? And we'd already said like it was sports related and it was a place. And I was like, come on, people have got to. It's marathon. It's a place. This was based on. This was. Come on. But apparently, yeah. not everyone knew Greek no, mythology no, as well as I did. No one knew Greek history as well as me and Leanne. So that didn't um, really work. <laughs> no. So, um, but I. But it was, you know, um, sometimes that we would make the jumps. I kind of did the same thing. I'm trying to remember what I think. You were the, the quiz master and the word was mountain. Yes, which was, that was a real tough one. Yes, yeah, so... Because <clears throat> words we've gotten before were things like, you know, fork or, you know, 
axe or very yeah. specific things. Yeah, so it was um, when it, um, you know that we everyone had it down to that um, you it was um, it could be mined, so a mountain can be mined. But everyone, all of a sudden, is it gold? Is it sapphire? Is it yeah, you know you start cool. going on on minerals, and somebody said, "Is it minerals?" And Kieran <laughs> had said, "No." So, but that still didn't matter because they still kept asking, "Is yeah. it coal? Is it?" They're stuck on so, the idea of it's mined, so it must be yeah. a thing that you mine. It's like no, it's yeah. a thing that is mined. Yeah. So I, I, I said, "Is it made of rock?" Yes. Right. So, and it still didn't. It no. still didn't go through. So eventually, I, you know, I repeated everything we knew, <clears throat> su- super, super slowly. Thinking that you know, oh, I'm being, I'm just being methodical and everything, but it stood out like a sore thumb. So yeah, eventually, they did, they they did get the word mountain. They got there, um, but then what happens is, so if uh, if you get what the the word is, then you know it's kind of a half victory for everyone. Then what happens is you all discuss, and the person that guessed the the correct word. So I think in our case, I think. Paul, it might have been you that guessed the word mountain, or uh... yeah, I think it was me. Maybe. Yeah. So the what happens then is everyone discusses and we say, well, Paul said the word mountain. Uh, do we think Paul was the insider? You know, was it too easy for him? Did he just randomly say that word? And we discussed it. And we went, no, no, no. Paul was just following the line of questioning. It's not Paul. So what happens is you ask Paul to reveal his card. So Paul reveals his card and it shows that he's a common. So that's okay. You're still in the game. If for but if Paul was the insider, sorry, if he was the insider, and everyone had decided and voted in the majority that he wasn't the insider, um, then and he turns it over and he is, then he wins. Yeah. Um, it's worth noting so, that kind of like fake artists, you're meant to keep track like overall across the whole thing, and we didn't because it was much more fun just to play it. Um, yeah, it is. But yeah, just yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, what you're doing then is once you figure out right, Paul's not the insider. Cool. Who do we think is the insider? And you get one more vote, and th- this time you're voting to say who the insider was. Um, and uh, yeah, it was unanimous that it was me. <laughs> yeah. And it's also um, worth noting that we also had that round where I think I was the master and Paul guessed the thing first go. Based on nothing. was just like is yes. it a knife or something like that? And then instantly was like, yeah, yeah. Like, how, <laughs> how, what? Yeah, how it was the most random yeah. thing. I just It was the first thing that popped in my head. I also, it... Yeah, and also Paul was not the insider. He literally just randomly guessed the right words. But no one suspected I was the insider because <laughs> no, I was so, like, so yeah, they were like, no genuinely freaking surprised and shocked that I'd got it. Which, to be fair, might be a good way to win as the insider at some point. Just to instantly, first round, go, is it this? Because why would you ever yeah. do it? That's stupid. No one ever do that. It gives away that you're an insider. But yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Why would you give it? Yeah, um, but yeah. So it's a a fun uh, social deduction game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you say, the the game suggests that you keep score and you play after so many rounds after you played fifteen rounds. But we won. It was just like, oh, you won that one, hey, or we won or we lost, and you move on to the next one. You just had a yeah. lot of fun. 
And it comes um, with a little sand timer that's for um, <clears throat> I forget what's the sand timer is it for? Oh, so the sand timer is for the twenty question section. Oh right, yeah. So so you turn over the sand timer and um, you ask your questions. If you don't get it before the sand timer runs out, then everyone loses. Yeah. Um, then the rules say that you turn the sand timer or once you've answered the questions, you turn the sand timer over and you have the time left in there to figure out who is the the insider yeah um but we found that you know that was too much time as well that yeah but so we ended up yeah. with the timer sitting there for ages while we waited so we could start the next round yes which is why it was good we had two copies of it there because we switched out the sad <laughs> timers every game yeah <coughs> um so we played a, a good couple of rounds of that, and everyone enjoyed it. It was good. And we then played a game that I've been desperate to play uh, ever since you got your hands on it, and yeah. I couldn't get my hands on it. Um, so I got my own copy in Essen, and uh, we got to finally play uh, A Fake Artist Goes to New York with all of us together. Yes. Yeah, which is really fun. Yeah, that was fantastic. Was I'm really rainy. glad you guys enjoyed it because it is one of those games where I've played it multiple times now. Loved it every time. Everyone who's played it has loved it. But, you know, you still worry, like, oh man, I've been hyping this game up quite a lot. Like, I'm going to introduce these people to it and they're going to be like, uh, it's okay, I guess. You made it seem better. But no, you fucking loved it as well. It was great. Yeah. Um, I, I think... Um... I, I would have liked it anyway. It is one of the games that I like, but I think because we were just in that mood, we were playing Jackbox games, so it has got that, um, it has got that kind of feel and that vibe. Um, so when you're in that kind of silly, that silly mode, uh, yeah, it's yeah. the same kind of thing that a couple of years ago we would have been playing like Card Against Humanity or something during. Yeah, yeah. But there's a bit more depth to these games now. We've got kind of bored of that just play the rudest card kind of thing yeah and they were into a bit more of oh there's a bit of skill to this and also it's really funny and silly yes yeah um because it, there comes uh, especially with a fake artist as well is that you may you, you know you, you get the category or you get the the word that you're drawing on your card and you have a look and you have a specific idea for it yeah um so, for example, the the first one that we played was, um, I think, Kieran, you were the fake artist, and the word was spaceship. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, comes up, and um, somebody started. I think your girlfriend started. No, no, Paul. Somebody started anyway, and then they drew like a a circle. Yeah. And I thought, that's fine, no problem. Because the minute somebody said spaceship, for some other funny reason, the first thing I thought was Star Trek. So I see this circle. So they're, they're going, you know, like a cartoon UFO kind of thing. Yep. And the first thing I do is I put a U. You know, that that was my, my pen mark was a U because I was going to put USS Enterprise on it. So that's yep. fine. Um, but it threw... Actually, I don't think you were the, the fake artist. No, I wasn't you? actually, because I drew the first bit. I was going for a kind of yes, like firefly style uh, kind of. Yes. No, the, uh, the fake ship, artist on so that was uh, your wife, Mike. Oh, so yeah. Yes, it was. Because I tried yeah. to draw like the the kind of firefly style, like nose of a you know almost like a kind of plane style thing for a spaceship, and then yeah, it started becoming a big UFO. You were what you on it, that kind of thing. 
yeah, and, and the thing was that um, Kieran had no, you know, he thought I was the fake artist because <clears> I, I'd drawn this you. So we're talking afterwards, and he's going, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> and it was like, "I see you for the USA, but your girlfriend knew exactly what I was yeah. doing." You know, um, so yeah, it's uh, it is such a simple little game um, and just fantastic. Yeah, it just it works so well. It's, you don't need to be good at drawing. Um, no, nope. we've played it with mixes of people where we played with someone who is a professional artist. That is her job. She draws things for a living, and it went really well. And we played it with a bunch of you know the regular people who don't know how to draw too well, and it worked yes. really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's just just about having fun um, because it, it, you know all of us can draw near enough every you know all of us can draw anything, but you know even if it's very rudimental. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> that's what it's based on because yeah. you know uh, the the rules say that you're only allowed to draw like a single line. So as long as you don't lift your your pen up from the paper, you can draw as big or as small as you want. Yeah, exactly. But it it is all going to be you know near enough stick figures and things like that. Yeah, and it's that thing where you don't want to draw things too detailed either, because the other rule is if the fake artist guesses what you're drawing at the end, they win. Yes. So you want to keep it. You want to draw something that is specific enough that the people who know what you're drawing know that you know what you're drawing. Yes. But the person who doesn't know what you're drawing doesn't know what you're drawing yeah yeah which that is like it is it's a bizarre kind of line to walk that ends up with this just nonsense yeah so um so we're running super quite long, long here yeah. but uh the last thing we played so we played one more thing um and i gave everyone a choice so one of the games that we could have played was uh i i a new Sherlock Holmes game that I've got uh, very similar to Baker Street in that everyone's trying to find out hidden information yeah. um, and another game which I told you nothing about um, and we even spoke about it on the podcast and I gave no information away which was Hop Yes. and the, the only thing that everyone knew was that it looked absolutely gorgeous it had these little cute minifigures and that was it so, uh, does somebody else want to explain what it is, or do you want me to go ahead? Um, uh, no, go ahead. Yeah, you should go ahead. But I'd also say that <clears throat> um, for anyone who's interested in like a fun, light, dexterity game, skip this. Just This would be the last game of the podcast. You could just go you know, listen to the next one next week or something, because it, it's nice to get that first description of it when you're about to play it and be like oh fuck really yeah um so yeah otherwise listen because it's a cool game it was one of the most <laughs> fun things we played that night cool. so yeah. um yeah the the game story of the game is that we're all little characters and the game comes with this uh platform you're trying to get to the top of the platform the platform uh it is meant to be the sky and you're jumping from cloud to cloud to get to the you know the top of the sky um how you do this is um you're throwing rainbows at each other so the game comes with like little little hoops and they've got rainbows at them and the the idea is that um when it's your turn you throw the hoop and you're throwing it to somebody and they have to catch it but they can't catch it with their hand 
they have to catch it with their index fing finger extended. So they're, you know, they're trying to catch it uh, in in the loop in the hole. Yeah. And sounds simple enough, easy enough, <clears throat> except the game comes with a set of cards, and they're, they're called dare cards. On your turn, you pick up a card, and you have to read what it says. And the card may say that uh, the the thrower um they, they they have funny terms for it so the the person that catches it is called the skewer because they they're skewing skewering yeah. it with their finger uh the person that's throwing it is hurling it so they're the hurler and i forget the other names but oh, so th right. they might tell you that the hurler has to close their eyes when they're throwing it and that's what it is so uh you now know that um kieran has to throw this thing with his eyes shut and but first he nominates who he's throwing it to and then everyone else has a secret vote of whether they're going to, whether Kieran's going to make the throw or he's not. Um, so you vote if you if Kieran throws it um, and he catches and the person catching it catches it, then um, the person catching it they get um, victory points. Uh, Kieran gets to go up a level on the on the board, and uh, everyone that voted and set, got the vote right they get um, little doves, so little dove tokens. If you get three dove tokens, then you uh, you get to go up a level. You trade them because what happens is the, the thematically the little birds, uh, three, three doves get together and they pick you up by your balloons and carry you up to the next level. Um, if you get the vote wrong, then there's little blackbird tokens. And the little blackbird tokens, if you get three of them, they pick one of your balloons and you lose a life. Uh, or you don't lose a life, but you have seven balloons. So you, uh, yeah, if you lose all of your balloons, then you obviously fall from the sky, and that's you out the game. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's very, very easy for you to lose all your balloons because if you do a throw, and you don't do the throw successful, successfully, then you lose a balloon. So the game's going to last about half an hour, forty-five minutes. Yeah. 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 yeah something like that. Yeah, so that is the game. What did you think? I loved it. <laughs> it was the most fun thing we played all day, and that's not just because I made that silly shot. <laughs> no, it is absolutely fantastic. When you see it, um, and you the you know you see the whole thing, and like Kieran says as well, it's the when you get that reveal about really, yeah. this is just fucking mental um you said that was how they described it to you when you did the you did it at essen as well or you that's didn't right. do it i don't think you did you actually play at essen or did you just yeah explain yeah we no we we played it at essen so what had happened was we'd we'd sat down and we didn't know much about the game they i think if you have a look at the the entry on board game geek it says that you know your uh, players are trying to get from one platform to the next yeah. And that's as much as the description gets you. You can download the rule book, but you know the the, the basic description gives you that, um, and it comes with six painted miniatures. So you sit down really at the nice table. Miniatures. Yes, they're yeah. They're so pointless, so... but they're so pretty. <laughs> yeah. So we sat down at the table with uh, with uh, it was three other guys, um, and I I can't remember if they were German. Really nice guys, anyway. Um, and um, so, and one of the guys, a big burly guy, he was a, like a mountain, that, you know, really nice guy as well. And so we're all sitting there, and um, again, 
all of us did know nothing about this game and then because i think if they turn around and they said look it's a dexterity game and you're going to be throwing you know rainbows to each other i think we all would have got up and left but they don't do that they they just tell you this is how it works um these are what and they explain all the tokens on the board what the tokens do but they don't explain how you get them mm-hmm. and what they said right is on your turn pick up a card and that will tell you what to do and it's like right okay so she turned around and uh you know i think uh Anne got the first card and she picked it up and it said something about the hurler will do this and the skewer will do this and it's like what the hell is the hurler and what is he throwing and she's got this big cheesy grin on her face and she's holding the unicorn the the rainbow mm-hmm. and it's like really honestly <laughs> um and you just at that point you just go with it because you you know it's this big uh, just a, a big surprise at it and uh after that game it was it was it was an instant buy yeah it was really fun really silly and let's be honest it's a kids game yes it's yes. 100% aimed at kids but you know well, a bunch of adults will also have a lot of fun with it as yeah. it turns out yes yeah it, it is it's definitely it's aimed well yeah the, the gameplay is, is for families and kids yeah exactly I, you know absolutely but the the, the the quality of the components and the build and everything it's not a kid's game it's not priced as a kid's game yeah well that's true <clears throat> but again, know, it, I think that's something you sometimes see with uh, things like this that are aimed at kids for the most part though where you'll have miniatures that are just toys yeah you yeah know, like a kid could take these any of those these miniatures and just play with them because they're just toys they're really nice yeah. nice toys they're mm-hmm. toy quality miniatures, which you don't get that often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I, it, I really enjoyed it. I'm not criticizing it. Like it. No, no, not it, at all. It, um, I think it's primarily aimed at kids, but you know, we were a bunch of adults that sat and played it for an evening, and yeah. it was probably the most fun thing we played, even though we played a bunch of slightly more in-depth games before it. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you had a look at the people that were demoing the game... Um, you know sitting down to the demo it was more people and they thought you know because you you instantly think when you sit down you think okay it's a light game and that's probably about as far as you get yeah and that that is it, it's a light party game um, yeah definitely and it was fantastic to see you know families playing it as well and they were having the exact same reactions as you know just like groups of adults and things like that so it is it's one of those games that is being lucky enough to be, you know, the right place at the right time and just being a, a good crossover. Um, I think um, I think a lot of the the board game reviewers and things, I think they've they've been singing its praises as well. Oh, really? That's good. I hadn't really yeah. seen it if <clears throat> about it at all. I think we played it. I, I I thought that, yeah I think somebody would I, I I wanted to say that you'd said to me that you'd heard um, that. Uh, I think it was was it the dice the dice tower guys had uh, said they were looking forward to it. No, yeah, really. one in their uh, oh, I was you, Paul. Yeah, in their pre Essen roundup, I had watched it while you actually while you were over there and Essen was on. Uh, one of them had that in their top five, not even their top <laughs> fifteen, their top five games they were looking forward to. Wow, yeah, and even at that point they were keeping the you know a lot of information on it as well. Um, we bumped. I, we bumped into the 
the guys from the Dice Tower um, in one of the restaurants when we were having dinner. Um, we didn't go and speak to them because obviously, you know, guys are busy they're trying to have their dinner you know you're not going to bother them or anything yeah. um but they, they were talking and i did hear them talking about hop as well and i thought oh, that's pretty cool because you know we thought the same thing as well yes. so it it's nice that people are um thinking about of it as you know just a fun game rather than oh that's a kid's game and things so i think it's getting the kind of same the same attention that kind of pie face got yeah yeah definitely yeah so but i think that's it for everything we've played mm-hmm. um yeah yeah, yeah that pretty much is it for that is it from us board game wise yeah cool yeah. cool well i i think we should move along uh a bit quicker then um because we're we're running very yeah, long i think we should skip news and new releases and such unless there's anything any major things you guys want to bring up uh, uh, not news wise uh, I actually have not looked at the new releases so I can't say uh, coming out uh, I'm just looking um, there's Cartoon Network Battle Crashes that's coming out uh, by the time you're listening to this it would have been out on Friday uh, so Friday the 4th of November uh, I remember that was one I was quite interested in the, it, it's a it, is it a fighting game with all the Cartoon Network characters if uh, I remember correctly I have no idea uh other than that, uh, just looking. So, weekending November the 11th. Is there anything really big coming out? The Nintendo Classic Mini comes out November the 11th. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Play, the PlayStation 5. Uh, sorry, PlayStation 4 Pro comes out on November the 10th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dishonored 2. Oh yeah, I do want that. So. That is. Yeah, that's it for that time. Anyway. Cool. Um, so, only thing left to do is um, clumsily try and build in how people can send us an email. Paul, how can they do that? They can send us an email to podcast at glitchfreegaming.com. Cool. And uh, Kieran, if they wanted to find us on Facebook, uh, find us at facebook.com forward slash glitchfreegaming. Yes. Yes. Uh, yep. Or just and, search uh, glitchfreegaming. Yeah. And if you wanted to send us a tweet, uh, follow us at Twitter. You can find us at Glitch Free Game. So that's it. Uh, anything else that anyone wants to add? Anything before we finish up? No, no. I'm I read good. the rules for Katak and it sounds really good. Oh, <laughs> yes, Katak is. Uh, I, I I've had the the game out and I've had a quick look as well and it's, it looks like a. It seems like it'd be best played four player, which is not what I expected. Yeah. See, yeah. Um, I thought it was more of a two-player game. People yeah, don't I, know Katak is a game that Mike pick up, uh, picked up copies for both me and him at Essen, which is a Japanese game where you're two teams of cats playing volleyball against each other. Yes. That's adorable. <laughs> yeah, um, so, yeah, uh, but we'll need to get a look at that. Um, yeah, but it does look like it plays better with four. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I'm looking forward to getting a game of it. I just haven't had a chance. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Right, well, with that then, I think we will finish up. Well, thank you all for listening to our inane drivel yes, uh, and my once coughing. again. <laughs> my coughing, coughing as well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and we will see you hopefully next week. So until then, we shall see you all later.
Bye. Bye. Bye.